0: Hello there. This is episode number 42 of the Life Repurpose Podcast. I am bringing you part three of Relation Tips, and this one is called Married and Friends. And I have a confession to make. This is an encore of episode number four from way back at the beginning of the show. You will notice that the audio quality has changed since then, and you'll notice that I've removed some of the background music that I used to use. But I decided to use this because it really fits in with our Relation Tips series that I'm doing. Doing right now, and also the confession includes telling you that my life has been really nuts lately with client projects that I'm doing with book editing and with book design, and also writing my own book and having that due in a week. And so I decided something had to give, and you've probably experienced that in your own lifetime. We're also still in a semi, uh, I guess you wouldn't call it a stay-at-home order anymore in the state that I live in, but we are gradually reopening after quarantine, so a lot of stuff's going on in life. So anyway, uh, I'm bringing you episode number 42, Relationships Part 3. I hope you enjoy, and I'll see you next week with a brand new episode. I'm going to talk about the secrets to a long marriage based on friendship. I'm going to give you a couple of free, printable, downloadable resources that you can use that um, would be for wedding shower games or for at a wedding. So you're going to want to get those off the blog if you um, are tuning in by podcast or video right now. And then I'm also going to give you a couple of ideas for ways that you could get your marriage back on track if you feel like it's just headed in the wrong direction. So I'm going to share two resources that have worked for us in our 28, almost 29 years of marriage. So I want to tell you why weddings are on my mind. You'll probably see if you're watching on the video that there is a big chalkboard behind me and we are two days away from my oldest son's wedding. My youngest son got married a year ago. My oldest son is getting married in two days if you are a mom of all boys then i'm giving you a shout out because you know what it's like to wait for girls to join your family and if you're a mom of a boy at all you know what it's like to just wait for that moment when he finds his special someone so this is on my mind because dallas and amy are getting married this weekend, and I've been working on chalkboards and getting things compiled that have to go over to the wedding with us, and I should be packing my suitcase right now, but I'm taking a few minutes to record this episode because I wanted to record it while it was on my mind. I've just been really thinking about all things wedding, and one of the things that has come to mind for me is that it really isn't about the wedding, it's about the marriage, Sometimes we get really caught up in thinking about the wedding and we forget that the marriage is the important part. Years ago when my kids were little, I used to help people coordinate weddings. I was the wedding singer and I was also a decorator and I did some of the sales of invitations and stuff like that. And so I got to work with a lot of brides. Now, some of them were wonderful to work with, and some of them were a little bit of a challenge because they were really focused on the wedding day, but they weren't focused at all on their relationship or on the marriage. And so it was actually not surprising for me to find out that some of them over the years did not make it. It's a sad statistic, I think, but it's true. So what happens is we get focused on all the details of making the day perfect and we forget that the relationship is so important. The the long term, the future, what's coming ahead. So there's this romantic notion of the wedding and getting everything right and going on Pinterest and getting all the ideas and all that kind of stuff. But then it's, um, you know, a few years into it, life changes. So for me... I got married at age 20. I met Phil when I was 15, started dating when I was 16, and four years later we got married. Three years after that we had our first son, and two years later we had our second son. And so by the age of 25, I was a young mom at home, having left my career as a registered nurse, and I was staying home with my kids this was tough because there were days when I felt like all I did was take care of little people, and even though I only had two of them, it's just, it's hard for me. I'm not the greatest with little tiny people, and so um, there were some long days. I feel like in the middle of that, maybe uh, Phil and I lost the us a little bit, where I was so focused on caring for little ones and the schedule that they were on taking care of runny noses and fevers and all the kind of things that little ones bring along. And there just wasn't time for us to spend together, especially if you have careers and you have a lot of other things going on in your life, you know what this is like. And so what happens sometimes is when we get in the middle of that, we aren't feeling all the feels that we did on the day we got married. And so I've seen so many people abandon their relationship because they're going through this difficult time where they aren't sure where their friendship and their relationship is. And I want to tell you that, I want to encourage you really to stick it out because there are rewards for staying friends for a long time. So in the middle of life, I would say there were some ups and downs where I don't know that... Phil and I were the best of friends. We were at each other sometimes with who's going to take which kid where and who's going to handle this responsibility. But yet in the middle of that, we had some good times. It's just that it would have been so easy for us to decide to just quit and move on. And then what happens? You move on and you start the whole thing all over again with somebody else and you find out you're just not that much happier. So there are three things that I want to share with you that I think really helped us through those times. And they all start with C. The first one is connected. I think it is so important that we stay connected. So whether it's just finding some time to um, get out and spend time with just the two of us and go out on a date, or for us when the kids were little, it was finding weekends when we could go away and we could um, just leave the kids with a grandparent and spend some time together reconnecting. So connected, it's so important to keep your hearts connected. Um, Number two, the other C is covenant. This is such an important part of a relationship because for us, marriage is more than a piece of paper. We stood in front of God and made a commitment to each other. And this is a covenant in that we both agreed that we were going to first of all, put God first, and then our relationship was united under him. And so because of that, for us, our commitment is really based on that covenant so it's more than just a, hey, I don't like you anymore, let's walk away. It's, oh, let's work this out because we are really committed to each other. And the third one is communication. This is something that I feel like has improved over the years for us, and it wasn't the best at first. Sometimes there's this fear of saying what you really need to say, and sometimes we can't figure out how to do it in a kind way. And over the years, we've learned how to communicate, I'm not happy, or um, that hurt me, the thing you said or did, or to communicate, I wasn't really thinking the thing you thought I was thinking. So much of the miscommunication actually comes from assuming we know what the other person is thinking. And then we find out later, that's not even close to what they were thinking. So communication has been really important for us. So being connected, having that covenant and communication. Now, I want to speak to somebody who might be in a relationship where it's just not a good place. And if you're in an abusive relationship physically or emotionally, this is not a message that I'm giving to you of sticking it out. This is not just being tough and taking it. So I want you to know that Um, You need to seek out the right resources to get help. And this is different. I'm talking about people who are in a long-term marriage where underlying qualities are healthy, but you might feel a little bit complacent or feel like you just fell out of love, or you may be apathetic or sarcastic or whatever comes in, whatever thoughts come to mind about how you feel about your relationship. But really, the commitment and the love is there. You just don't feel it that's what this is about. It's about getting through those times where you go up and down in how you feel and just knowing that no matter what, you're committed. So if you're struggling right now, there's some questions I want you to ask yourself just for personal reflection. How likely is it that I would have these same feelings if I just jumped to another relationship? The reason I ask that question is because sometimes it's just within us that we really need to work on something and we're projecting our dissatisfaction onto our partner and it really is something that we can work on. Another one is what am I doing to make this relationship better? There have been times in our relationship where I've realized that I'm all focused on me and that I'm expecting Phil to meet all of my needs and I'm not thinking about like well what can I do to make this relationship better? How am I meeting his needs? And so it's a good question to ask on what am I doing to make this relationship better? Another one that I'd like you to ask yourself is, have I quit emotionally? Have I just checked out because I gave up? And if that's the case, I want you to consider some of the resources I'm going to mention at the end for ways that you might be able to get back in the game and start over, maybe press the reset button and get yourself back into your relationship emotionally. Another question is, am I ready to do whatever it takes to get back on track? That means am I ready to talk about some things that I've not talked about before? Am I willing to sacrifice in order to make it work? Am I willing to restructure our schedule or something in order to make some time for us to connect? Whatever that thing is, are you willing to do whatever it takes? Another question that I've asked myself over the years, and I've even written it on a piece of paper, I wrote down 10 things and I tucked it in my Bible and I find it every so often when I'm doing my devotions in the morning, and that is just a list of the things I love about my husband. What are the things that made you fall in love with your spouse way back in the beginning? What qualities are still there that you sometimes overlook and forget? And so I encourage you to write those down because for me, it's just a reminder when that little piece of pink paper falls out of my Bible that, oh yeah, even on the days when I don't feel it, these are the things I really love about Phil. And the last one I wanted you to ask yourself is, where are we at with our connectedness, our covenant, and our communication? Which of those areas do we need to focus on first in order to have a strong relationship? Now for Phil and I, um, in these 28 years of marriage, there have been times where I thought maybe a counselor would be helpful. And then I think what happens is there's like this shaming that comes along with thinking about getting counseling. And really it's the opposite. Somebody who wants to get counseling or wants to go to a class or study a book or improve their relationship really is doing this because they want a good relationship. And so, admitting that there's something broken that you need to work on is actually an encouraging thing because it means it's going to get better. If we deny it and we push it under the rug and we think that it, there's no problem there and I don't need fixing and I don't need a counselor or I don't need a marriage class, I've been married 27 years you'll see why in a minute why I say that. 27 years we've been married and and we, we're doing fine. We don't need to go through a, a course. That's when we need to stop and think like, oh, maybe after all these years, there is still something I can learn. Something I can learn to love in my spouse as well. So I encourage you to work on it. And as we think ahead in the next two days to when we add another girl to our family, I'm really excited to get another daughter-in-law, and even the score, because now it's going to be three girls and three guys in our family. I'm just so proud of my sons and how they have chosen girls that are so well-fitted for them and how they've brought daughters-in-law into our family that um, have just expanded the love that Phil and I have for each other. So if you're with little kids right now and you're looking down the road, know that there will come a day like this where you're a couple days away from watching your son marry the love of his life or your daughter marry the love of her life. Or if you're an empty nester like us, know that your relationship still matters, even though there's no kids at home. So um, as you think about your life, I encourage you to take a step to make your relationship better. You will not regret investing time in your marriage. For our life repurpose segment, I would like to repurpose some things that I worked on over the last few months for this wedding that's coming up. So I hosted a shower at our house And I made some printables that I'm going to share with you, because I think, why, if I invested the work in making them, I might as well share them with somebody else. So um, a couple months ago, we hosted a shower at our house, and I did a charcuterie, I think that's the word. It's a a French word for a delicatessen or a deli board. Um, I made one, and it's basically cured and dried meats that you put out, and then you have cheese, and... Jam and chutney and um, fruit and stuff like that. And you just put it out and you make it all pretty. So I'll I'll post a picture so that you can see that. But I prepared that, which was really kind of fun. And then I also put together some games. Now I want to admit to you that I do not love shower games. I actually don't love going to wedding showers, and I don't love playing games. But what would you do at a shower besides eat and open gifts? So you really have to have some games, right? So I pulled out a couple from the past, from back in the day when, um, in 1989, when friends and family were throwing a shower for me, we had played uh, two of these games, and then threw in a couple new ones that I had found on the internet. So what I did was I custom designed some printables for these games, and so I'm going to share those with you, and you can download them and print them. There's just PDF files that you can have. I do have one more resource on there that you would have to request by email, and that one is um, something that my son put together, and then I did some graphic design. It's just some cards that you can print and put on the table, either at the wedding or at the shower, where people can write advice on them for the bride and groom, and they're there's some questions and fun things for them to answer on there. So um, if you sign up for my email list, I also have that available. You'll find all the links for that. If you'd like any of these free resources on my website, this episode will be at michellerayburncom four. So it's really easy to find the show notes and get the um, downloads from there. the last segment of this episode, I'd like to talk about two resources related to marriage. There are a lot of great resources out there, a lot of wonderful books out there. So I, I could give you a whole list of resources. And actually, if you want more ideas than what I'm giving here, go ahead and send me an email and just say, can you tell me some other marriage resources that you've liked? Because I definitely have more that I can share with you. But I want to tell you two that made the most difference for us And happened within the last four years. So we had been married 25 years when my husband and I went on a getaway. And we took with us um, the Love and Respect book and Love and Respect video series by Emerson Egrich's. Egrich? I think that's how you say his name. So we took that with, we had borrowed the videos from a church and we spent a whole week away at a cabin and just watch some of those videos every day and discuss them. Now, we had been raising kids for all those years and this was when our kids were finally away at college and we said to ourselves, you know, we really should work on our marriage and my husband had some time off work. So we were able to take that whole week and really make it about unplugging and focusing on us. So we were in a place where we didn't really have internet access. We definitely did not have regular TV. So what we did have was a DVD player without being able to watch TV shows and all that kind of stuff. So we invested in our marriage. And one thing I like about this resource is that Emerson is funny. And I find that for wives, we can read all kinds of marriage books and stuff and we get things out of it. But for my husband, he just really connects on a humor level. And so he needed that lighthearted part of it in order to make this interesting for him, too. We've done marriage and family life getaways before, which are good. But I just feel like this series, this love and respect was really good. Now, that was four years ago, and I wish I could say that I applied everything I learned and everything was perfect, but that's just not the case. I need to hear things over and over. And so I felt like, yes, we made some really good steps from that series, but I knew there was more. And so a year ago, after 27 years of marriage for us, when our church offered a course called The Marriage Course, we decided to go ahead and participate. And this is a video series where you come together at church or whatever location is hosting it. And um, they provide dinner and they give you a little table where the two of you sit and have dinner together at your own table. And then you watch these videos and you have a workbook and you answer some questions. A little music plays in the background so you can't hear all the people around you having their discussion time. And you actually right there in that room answer some questions and then have some homework to take home. So the marriage course, also there's a book, um, Scylla and Nikki, and I'll give you links to this on the blog. Um, They've written a book too, so that's out there. But the video series really gives you a week-by-week, actionable uh, work on our marriage plan. So we did that, and I feel like we made the most growth steps in all of our marriage during that time just because of the open communication, where we were able to take some things we had not talked about in all of those years and actually bring them into the open and talk about them, and I feel like we're in a better place now than we ever have been, and now we're at year 29 almost, and we're um, only a year and a few months away from our 30th anniversary. So I've given you all kinds of stuff. I promise this topic of marriage is going to come up again because I'm working on a new book and it is a book for couples and specifically written for wives and husbands both. And so that's all I'm going to tell you about it because it's really just a work in progress yet. But the topic will come up again. I'd love to hear from you. So um, contact me through social media or email. If you want to get the show notes again, it's michelleraeburn.com slash four. So thank you for joining me, and I wish you the best marriage and the best friendship that you could have. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends.